Welcome back. My name's Loam, and I'm about to tell you another story from Bear Island. I'm the only one who knows these things, so I'm sure glad you're here to hear them. If you're liking the podcast, make sure you rate and review. Or share with a friend, why not? I just saw online there that we've got over a thousand listens. Seems kind of wild. Anyway, this one's all about love. Different kinds of love. Did you know there's all different ways to say I love you to somebody? And the bears had to learn that. Anyway, I don't know why I'm doing it now. I gotta tell you the story, so pay attention. Listen up. Here it comes. Come and see Bear Island with me. Come and see Bear Island with me. Way up north where the fog is thick and there's black sand beaches too. Come and sit on a craggly cliff and I will be right there with you. Now way up north, the fog is as thick as cotton candy. There's an island of black sand, beaches, and steep, craggly cliffs. And on this island, there live a kind of bear that can talk and dance and sing just like humans do. Now there's lots of bears that live on the island, but principal among them, the ones that we talk about the most, are as follows. There's King Kukuroo, the wise old ruler of all the bears. There's Jem, the young bear cub who's wise beyond her years and sits on the council. There's Ralph, the old mushroom farmer who spends most of his days in the soggy backwoods cultivating fungi. Then there's old Nan, the oldest bear on the island, who's been around since, well, longer than anybody can remember, to be honest. Then there's Dish, the inventor bear, who's always coming up with new Fabulous and sometimes downright wild ideas. And there's Loy, the strongest bear on the island. She likes to throw boulders as high up as she can to watch them come tumbling back down with a crash or a curse splash or a splat. And then there's all these different bear cubs scampering about like Evie, Tank, Honey, Jojo. I could go on. And they all live more or less happily there. Well, one day, King Kukuroo was sort of trundling through the long grass up on a ridge there in Bear Island. Now, Bear Island is a different kind of place in many, many different ways. But one of the main things is, is it kind of holds a magic there. After all, the bears can talk. If bears can talk, there's got to be some sparkle in the air, don't you think? So King Kukuru is walking up there among the grasses, and these aren't just any kind of normal grasses, because these are licorice grasses. You see, long before, Tank had buried some licorice up there in those fields, and unlike what might happen here if you bury licorice, and the bugs and the ants might just eat it up, over there on Bear Island, that licorice grew into plants, and it started to sprout licorice stalks. So whenever any of those bears wanted to have a sweet treat, off they went to pluck up the licorice stalks and 
chomp them on down. Well, there was King Kukuru walking among the licorice stalks, and he was watching a couple bear cubs, Tank and Jojo. Now, the licorice stalks that grow up from the ground, you can't just pluck them down or else there won't be any plant left and you'd be out of luck come spring because no more licorice would grow. So they had a rule that you could only pluck to a certain level of stem before you had to stop and wait for that licorice to grow back up. Well, it appeared that much had been made of that licorice field that day for it was already harvested down, down, down. And Tank had just found the last licorice stalk there. He plucked it up, and Jojo, that poor bear cub, she watched, and she had those hungry eyes and that quavering lip, but, you know, it was Tank's to eat. Tank was the one that found it, of course. So he opened up his mouth and began to chomp, but then he kind of noticed Jojo sitting there just trembling, just wanting a little licorice taste. So instead of just chomping it down himself, he said, you know what, how about you have it? And he handed it over to Jojo, and Jojo was so happy. She just spun little circles on the ground, jumped up and down, yippee-doo! Well, this made King Kukuru smile to see such a thing. So onward he walked, and he walked, and he walked, and he came across another scene that he found that he just had to stop and watch. You see, there was a, a bear named Suki. And Suki was a bear that had a little uh, home, a little dugout area. She had made a hole that went down into the side of a hill, and that's where she slept when it got too rainy or cold to sleep out of doors. Now, she had a little bit of a problem because she was a big old bear, and she could only fit halfway into the hole because halfway into the hole there was a boulder that she couldn't dig around. So that meant that she had to choose either her front side or her rear side, to get wet when it was raining. And neither one of those things felt like a good choice. When it started raining, she'd either choose her front side or her west side, and one of them would get wet until it got so unbearable that she decided to switch it up and stick the wet side into the dry side and the dry side into the wet side only to get wet with the dry. And that way she always ended up in the morning shivering through, soaked to the bone. But right now, Dish was helping her figure it out. He was an inventor bear, and he was very clever with his paws, and he was lashing up a little system, a little awning that could stretch out over the hole to her home. It had little halved pipes going down the side so that when the water came off that awning, it just sluiced away from the opening and, and off down the hill. He was just then having... Suki get into the hole and put her head down and, and, and stay under the awning and he had a big old bucket of water and he dumped it on top of the hole and the water sluiced off the awning down the gutter and away from the opening and there Suki stayed. Dry on her front side, dry on her back side. Woo hoo hoo said Suki. Thank you so much, Dish. Oh, it's no big deal, said Dish, and he kinda shuffled on. Well, that made King Kukuru smile too, and he walked on and on. He walked on and on. He walked on and on until he came to another interesting sight. He saw Loy, and Loy was busy throwing boulders like she normally did. Wee! Crash! Wee! Crash! But then Loy threw a boulder, and uh, 
she pulled something in her back, a muscle or something. I don't know what to do, said Loy, because it really hurt her all of a sudden. She was some kind of strong bear, but she was injured and couldn't throw another boulder. Well, King Cookaroo was about to go down there and see if he could help, see if Loy needed him to help her walk back to her home so she could rest it off or something like that. But uh, Tutu and Two Shoes, they were over there visiting the island. And they came over and they said, hey, hey, Loy, you know, we play uh, soccer back at our house. And, and the coach always says that we need to stretch. But here, let me let me just give you a little bit of a back rub, and I can I can work out that knot and that muscle. Okay, said Loy, and she laid down on the sand, and and the two boys, you know, Loy was so big and strong they couldn't just use their hands. They basically had to hop up and down on her back. Oof, 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 said Loy as the boys jumped up and down on the sore spot. But sure enough, they did just the trick. And their feet were able to massage out that little knot in Loy's back until Loy was uh, relaxed. Oh, you made me feel so much better, boys, said Loy. Now I can go throw boulders again. Well, just a second, said Tutu and Two Shoes. First, let us show you how to stretch so it doesn't happen again. This made King Cookaroo smile even more and he walked on. He walked on and he walked on until he came to another scene. It was old Nan, and she was telling Jem a story. She was telling Jem a story about how once upon a time there was a kind of bear who could fly into space and was so fast that she liked to race the falling stars. When she was done telling that story, Jem was all oh, so content. A good story can do that till you leave you kind of peaceful. And Jem looked up at old Nan and she said, I love you, old Nan. And old Nan said, thank you. Well, later that day, King Cuckaroo was back in his cave, thinking about all that had happened in his day. He thought to himself, well, that was a good day. And he tried to think about why it felt like such a good day. And you know what he decided? He decided that it was a good day because it was love. All the day was full of love. And he realized something he didn't really know before. He always thought that if you wanted to tell somebody you love them, you had to say those words, I love you. He didn't realize that there were all kinds of ways to show somebody that you love them. Maybe it's like Tank, where you, you share something that means a lot to the other person. Like a, like a licorice. And I said, I love you, here's some licorice. Or maybe it's like those two boys down at the seashore who helped Loy work out that pain in her back. You know, they say, hey, we're gonna help massage out that pain. That's another way to say I love you. Or maybe it's like Dish and Suki. Dish worked, he didn't have to work for Suki, but he did made a shelter for her. That's another way to say, I love you. And finally, there was old Jim and, and old Nan, and they just said straight out, I love you. That's what Jim said. But old Nan said, I love you by telling her a story, a wonderful story. And King Kukuru was just happy that he had realized 
There are so many different ways to say I love you. What's a way that you say I love you? Maybe you just use those words. Maybe you give something or do something or help in some way. I want to know. Let me know. All right. Well, until next week. Come back next week and we'll do it again. Love's just a story and it has no end. And I'll never tire telling it to you. There's not a day 